brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again, and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Maybe. Really? Have you actually watched TV at 2 a.m.? It's usually infomercials and, you know. Shamwows. I love shamwows. (laughs) Every time I see it, I want to buy another one. Right? Who watches TV anymore? I got Disney Plus. Oh, aren't wow. we special? Disney Plus. Yeah. He finally yeah. stopped glomming off somebody yeah, was, else's uh, was Prime cable. account. Yeah. I, I pretend it was for my daughter, but it was for Hamilton. Yeah. He drilled through the wall of his apartment and hooked up to the cable. And then I discovered the Mandalorian. Oh, I'm a year behind. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's a Star Wars thing. Oh, okay. oh. You wouldn't understand. I don't understand. No, nah, I kind of grew up so <laughs> well and besides uh, you know star wars is all fine it's still not star trek you can kiss i agree my, you Dude, can kiss yeah, live long and prosper baby 100 percent. well this is made man bob and joining me today are a good old gal denise good morning gentlemen as always it's a pleasure to be here even with this crew even with this crew boy you're nice listen we're in quarantine <laughs> Yeah, it's actually good to be around anybody, anybody. at this point. Uh, Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Pleasure to be here. Excited for our trip to Napa today. And good old boy, Harmeet. Thanks for having me, Bob. My wife sends her thanks for getting me out of the house, too. Yeah, I know. She asks me us all the time. She's just like, can't you do a show daily? I'm like, like how to work? You know, I, I can't do this all the time. She's Don't spill the beans you. that she's paying you to take him off her hand. <laughs> she's offered a raise if I take him more than once a week, so... Like it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Well, Maury and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization comprised of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states and two continents. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. Show is also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, well, when we used to have them before COVID, shut everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So February since the last event, lots of online Zoom tastings and um, um, bourbon steward certification classes online. So uh, awesome. you can visit the society at ftlws.com. And our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.finespirits.net or www.facebook.com slash finespirits. Also visit our Instagram at instagram.com slash finespirits. Thank you, Don Pardo. And with that, you get some rice aroni, the San Francisco treat, some zebra wall covering, a fine fur from Dicker and Dicker of Beverly Hills, and a Spiegel catalog gift certificate. Spiegel, Chicago, Illinois, 60609. Don't forget to join our Zoom wine tastings. Yeah, good Lord. Because <laughs> that's the only way we can do anything anymore. They're fun. All right, actually. so 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's because you get to drink and you don't have to spend time with harm. So you're yeah. in your okay. own living room, in up your, and up, in your yeah. underwear. Yeah. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and anything else that you can drink. And today's show is on a range of lovely wines from California. So, these Californian wines are all so good. Hey, Snape likes them. They got to be good. <laughs> so, we have some wines today from Palmas Vineyards, and we have from uh, Coduval Estate. And we have from Chateau Montalena. So here's some of the wines we're going to be discussing today. We have the Palmas Vineyards Amalia Chardonnay 2017, Palmas Vineyards 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon, Brassus by Palmas Vineyards Cabernet 2016, the Cordoval Estate Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley 2015. From Chateau Montalena, we have the Napa Valley Cabernet 2016. And from Chateau Montalena, we have the Napa Valley Cabernet 2017. So, pretty good lineup. So, we're going to have uh, Harm tell us all about our SIPS ratings. Well, thank you, Bob. You're welcome. We'll be tasting and discussing these wines and rating them with these SIPS ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are the ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Trying to figure out what that's supposed to be, but okay. But it is an improvement over just our usual random stuff, yeah. Two sips. Shut up, <laughs> At least he doesn't sound like a drunken leprechaun. That's true, yeah. yeah. I, I can't do the drunken leprechaun. All right, two. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. No, not, it's not, I'm not buying the whole thing. It's, <laughs> it's not working for me. Four sips. Let's keep this one a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Come on down. Sorry, thought I was in prices right. Yeah. Hey, Don Pardo's no longer with us, so respect. Someone's got to do it. Five sips. Oh my, I was unaware anything could taste as good. Count Dracula. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's Count Chocula. Not the cool one, the one on the cereal box. That was a cool Count that's... Chocula. No, no, no. Never. No, you're not even as cool as Count Fun Count. You're Count Chocula on your best day, please. So <laughs> I do love the Count. The Count. count. The Count. One, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have Denise tell us a little bit about uh, Palmas Vineyards. Well, I'll try after that. We'll just <laughs> see how this goes. a hard goes. one to follow up. I yeah. don't have my oh, uh, virtual Zoom voice going, apparently, like Harmeet does. Oh, you don't have to do it. Please don't. Nevertheless. <laughs> so, wine has been made at the current site of the Palmas Vineyards as far back as the 1880s when Henry Hagen purchased a parcel of land in Napa Valley and founded the Cedar Knoll Vineyard and Winery. Hagen became one of the true pioneers of the Napa Valley with his wines featured at the San Francisco Opera House, even winning a silver medal for his brandy at the Le Exposition Universelle de Paris 1889 World's Fair. With the arrival of Prohibition, the winery was closed and the property laid dormant. That's a shame. Isn't it? I went to the World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee. It didn't sound, it doesn't sound nearly as exciting as that one. 
1945, Dr. Julio Palmas was born in Argentina and moved to California in the 1970s after finishing his medical degree to pursue a research career at UC Davis. One day, while attending a lecture, Dr. Palmas had a revolutionary idea that, after years of research and experimentation, resulted in his development of Palmas shots. Is that correct? That pronunciation? Yes, yes. Schott's balloon expandable stent used to support blood vessels and prevent blockages. Dr. Palmas's life-saving stents are placed in over a million patients every year. My uncle had two of them. I can attest to that as an old cardiology nurse. In the 1990s, Dr. Palmas realized a dream when he purchased the former Hagen property and began the process of building the Palmas winery and vineyards. The result is a 600-acre estate not too shabby, with 64 acres of vineyards. The winery is truly unique in that it is situated inside an 18-story cave, providing it with not only the benefits of gravity flow winemaking, but also the neutral temperature control of a cave. And natural. Oh, thank you for that correction. Winemaking, but also the natural temperature control of a cave. Thanks, Maury. I appreciate that. By eliminating mechanical <laughs> pumps from the winemaking process, gravity flow design minimizes the turbulence that damages wine's molecular structure. At the heart of the winery sits the fermentation dome, lined with 24 fermentation tanks that can accommodate grapes from vi individual vineyards across the estate. The sophisticated monitoring systems for each tank allow winery team members to project a broad range of data, including thermal imaging, onto the ceiling of the dome, which is super cool. Oh, if you it's, get to yeah. See it. Go online and take a look. We'll post some pictures on our Facebook site. But it, it looks like the Death Star in there, just in, all in white. Now who's bringing That's back awesome. Star Wars? It's very, right? very cool. Yeah. After it's they very, just very knocked cool. it for me. I mean, it's an 18-story cave That's under a vineyard. I mean, is there any place I should live more? I have a bunker and a vineyard. I mean, I'm... My I mean, we visit you in this cave. My hillbilly butt would be so happy. <laughs> yeah. They say the dome awesome. shape is for the natural convection of the air currents to keep it nice and cool, but really it's because it's to protect you from a nuclear bomb. So definitely we should go there. Yeah. And hide yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, tell us about our first wine. Okay. Well, the first wine is the Palmas Vineyards Amalia Chardonnay 2017. 100% barrel fermented, aged surly for seven months which is French for on the lease, 75% new French oak, and 14.5% ABV. This expression is named for Dr. Palmas' wife, Amalia. Isn't Ooh, that she sweet? She's French. Yeah. Very fancy. Yeah. Hey, can we get a barrel sample for this uh, French wine snob? Just say it. Yes. Well, speaking of wine snobs, I'm not so much of a wine snob that I will only drink red. I actually do enjoy white wines as well, but I know some people who won't touch them and they just don't know what they're that missing. That doesn't make you a snob. That makes they're, you close-minded. They're heathens. That just makes, heathens. Them, that just makes them idiots. <laughs> no, so this is so weird because it happens in Florida all the time. We have the perfect weather for drinking white, white and rosés and people are oh, I don't do that. Yep. I only drink red. It's like, oh, well, they really oh. turn their nose up a rosé. You think they turn their nose up at white. Mm -hmm. Rosé might as well be uh, the old white's infant. Well, no, on Miami Beach, they just, you know, they mix it with seltzer and ice. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, perfectly gross. good rosé that, that they, you know, destroy. Bob says that while he's holding his head. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it just it gives him a headache to think just, about. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad Bob got us a white wine to taste. Somebody, somebody who put so much work into trying to make something lovely, you know, it only takes one schmuck to ruin it. So, 
and, and we, this we've is, called you out, you snobs. You're not mm-hmm. snobs. And this really is a is a fine example of a, a beautifully made white wine. I would call it a white wine for red wine drinkers. I would call it a white wine for anybody who can appreciate the efforts gone into it. We'll be Agreed. back. Hey, and we're back, and we're discussing from Palma's Vineyards their Amalia Chardonnay 2017. So, what do you think about it, Harm? What I thought Denise was talking about the wine. Oh. I'll talk okay. about it. Well, I don't know. Maury cut in and like cut her off. No, I'll okay. talk about it. That's fine. <laughs> she should be That's used to that fine. by now. It's named <laughs> after the doctor's wife. Denise is a doctor's wife. Yeah. yeah Denise is a nurse. So. All right. Yeah. Denise is a nurse. Well, let's I do it. Be nice to me. He cuts her off again. might be your nurse one day. She could be owner of 95% of all the assets. I'm just saying. Remember, I choose your catheter size. Extra. Do they make extra, extra large? I'm just saying. Oh, they do. They do. Perfect. That's just All what you I have need. to do is wave those around and they start to pee. That's just what I need. <laughs> you don't even have to use it. Just walk in with a Wrong garden, type of walk in with a garden hose. Let's, let's move on to the wine, please. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, that's because you're a man. Yes. Anyway, this is a lovely Chardonnay. I do like a nice Chardonnay. Um, the color was really surprising to me. It's very Sauvignon Blanc in color. Um, I really thought that it would have... Um, yeah, it's really pale. A little more color, but it's, I'll tell you, it's a surprise. Uh, on the nose, I really got uh, the toasted bread. Um, very bready, little, maybe even sourdoughy for me. And the palate I thought was really great with a lot of tropical fruits, maybe some citrus. And the really fun part about it is I get this uh, little slight tart lemon on the sides of my mouth. Um, and mm. it's just fantastic. It's like a nice little surprise. Uh, I thought it it coats the mouth really nicely, and I really enjoyed um, the finish. And I thought it was in the finish that the oakiness came through and sort of carried it off. And I really thought that it was just very complex and interesting. So I like this wine a lot. Gentlemen, jump right in. Oh, did somebody come in? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I agree with just about everything you said. Um, I thought that for me, the nose was more um, candied orange and hibiscus and honeysuckle. I I didn't get quite as much toasted bread. Um, On the palate, I found a lot of dominance by um, the lemon. Uh, I found it really uh, citrusy and uh, and tart, like you said, on the sides of the tongue. Um, I really didn't get a lot of oak on it until the very, very end, and Mm -hmm. it really needed to warm up and air out for that to happen. Initially, it didn't get it. And... um, to me, everything about this wine was much more of like a sophisticated Sauvignon Blanc than a Chardonnay. It was definitely not buttery and big and oaky like some of the Chardonnays. Um, but I thought it was, you know, made with finesse. I thought it was really well done and a lot of complexity to it. So I, I agree. I really liked it quite a bit. Army, what do you think? I think you need to stop turning away from the mic when you're talking because yeah, sound it keeps going back and place. forth and my meter's going way up and way down. Yeah, but, sorry. Pick but, one spot and talk there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I would not call this a Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, in, in the color, you're, I see what the you're color saying. Only. Yeah. Oh, the color only. Oh, the color. It's it's straw. But um, it's it's the style of Chardonnay. I understand where you're, where you're coming from, Maury. I do understand that. you're not. This is not a butter bomb. No. But you do mm-hmm. get that yeah. silky mouthfeel from that seven months of surly. Uh, I, and I, 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 were, I agree with actually both of you. But I, you got the floral notes and she got the toasted notes. I, I got them both. But uh, for me, it was almost brioche, a little toasted brioche. And uh, it started like 
and the white, there's like white flowers more almost going as, and it uh, as it warms up it goes more towards jasmine for me almost citrus is there the mouthfeel is so silky and beautiful that's from the um that's from all the, that time on Sir Lee. Mm. But you know, some people can overdo that where they get this sort of very lazy sort Yeasty, of off-putting. Yeah. Too much, yeah. yeah. Um, almost this almost is like really flat nice. champagne. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah no, this no, was this perfect. Is, this is not done over, overly done. Um, the lemon is there. I almost got like a mango peel thing, especially when it was colder. Now that it's warmed up, that's kind of gone away. Mm. But it's I really, I think part of it for me was that I expected a lot more oak. It's aged in virtually all new French oak, 75%. Uh, it's barrel fermented. You read the description and you expect a lot of wood. And actually, it's just balanced beautifully. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very well balanced. Um, this is a tropical style Chardonnay with a lot of citrus and and not all that big oak, like that big uh, buttery bomb thing. Mm. That's not, it's not cougar juice, as no. we like to call it in the industry. It's its a more balanced Chardonnay, and I really enjoyed it. Bob, what'd you think? No, it's lovely. It's, I mean, you can go one of two ways with a Chardonnay. You can go the butter bomb, or you can go more toward the acidic and fruity side, and this leans more toward the one. Um, I'm not surprised that the oak is not as much because of the Surleys, because that's going to sort of power through having too much oak but it's absolutely lovely and you know when we took it and first opened it when it was cold it's, it's like like any good white wine I, I like drinking them through a range of temperatures i like trying them out cold and letting them slowly warm up and going back and back and back and seeing how they change and when it was one, too cold it was a little bit on the bitter side that was yeah that it was a lemon yeah. bomb it was a yeah. really tart lemon bomb oh, when it was yeah when it, it first came out and it was it was chilly it was yeah it was like squeezed fresh lemonade and it's as it's warmed up as it's warmed up it's it's absolutely changed i actually poured a little more from the bottle in mine just to bring the temperature just slightly down a bit and yeah it's just it's it's buttered brioche toasted Yumminess. definitely big citrus on it mm. Still the very big. I'm with you. I get the citrus on the sides of the palate. I, I mean, it's just, it, there's a huge uh, lemon. Uh, Their tasting notes say Meyer lemon, and I think they're mm -hmm. dead on. Mm -hmm. If you know what a Meyer lemon is like, it's different from a regular lemon. Um, the vanilla and the tropical fruit bomb. I mean, it's an absolutely, it's an absolutely lovely Chardonnay. What were you expecting? Thunderbird? Absolutely not. No, this is this is this is a great Chardonnay, and we're going to rate the Palmas Vineyards Amalia Chardonnay, 2017, four sips. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our next wine from Palmas. We're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. The next wine is the Palmas Vineyards 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. It was uh, 89 percent new French oak, aged for 20 months. Um. The Sapage is 93.49% Cabernet Sauvignon, 3.39% Cabernet Franc, 2.12% Petit Verdot, and 1% Malbec. Clocks in at 14.9% ABV. And this wine is a heavy hitter. Its uh, MSRP is $165 per bottle. Uh, this wine is, is really a stunner. It's got a beautiful, deep, dark burgundy color um it's really got a a really lovely color on the nose there's definitely some creme brulee some toasted currant it too has benefited from air 
as well as time in the glass uh, to breathe. We uh, aerated everything. Well, yes, we did aerate. On the palate, uh, there's vanilla, there's caramel, there's cooked berries, there's fruit, and it's definitely got big tannins. This is a wine that's got years to go uh, to fully mature and to evolve. Um, it's, uh, it's a big wine. It's a food wine. It's a chewy wine. Lots of tannins. Beautifully made. Very structured. And it's got a, a really nice medium to long finish. Oh, this with a nice filet steak au poivre. Oh, my Correct. gosh. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a food wine, especially now. Um, Denise, what do you think? I think that this wine is delicious. What I find interesting about this wine, and I love cabs, for me, the nose and the palate were very similar in that on the nose, I get um, an initial sort of soft, sweet scent that leads into, and very quickly into almost a very slight tobacco ashy sort of nose, which is pleasant. It's not off-putting. It's not overpowering for me. And then when I try it on the palate, I get the same thing. At the very tip of my tongue, I get this really sweet berry, and then it just glides over my tongue to a darker, more cooked um, red cherries or berries. So on the nose and the palate for me, very sweet and soft, then immediately a, a more fuller-bodied, um, deeper, more tannins, and the finish is fantastic. I love this wine. Um, I would definitely have it with steak. I'd have it with chocolate dessert. And I would just drink it on its own. She would have it here. She would I'd have, have it, it there. there. I would have it She anywhere. would have it in a car. She would have it in a bar. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> she would have it in a tree. She would have it with me. Yes, Even I would, Bob. Even if we were allowed to go to a bar, she might have it in a bar. Mm. Otherwise, I'll just sit on my sofa and drink it and watch Netflix. Her meat. <sighs> He's Hermit just staring. Back to Earth. He's Hermit on. back to Earth. He's, He's just, just, I'm just staring off into space. You were. Uh, well, he was wondering why you were going to have it in a tree with Bob and not with him. <laughs> no, so I, I, He's I a little swirly. Trying to get my wife to Netflix and chill. So it's like, maybe I open a bottle of Palmaz at home. I'll see that. Mm. See. Uh, the beautiful color is it's, uh, this just opulent garnet. A garnet just really opaque and gorgeous and purple edges and the nose is like Denise said I think creme brulee um, you smell that 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 blackened sugar and there's vanilla there and there's the red fruit um, there's an herbal quality to it uh, she was describing as more tobacco I didn't really get tobacco but I, it was I mean I can it's see where she's going for yeah, me. I can see where you're going with that uh, the palate on the entry was super silky uh, it's all about the berries, and there was like a, almost like an incense quality coming out for me. Uh, the tannins are really um, present, but they're not um, they're not unbalanced. They're not ungainly. There's not too chewy a wine, even though we're drinking it quite young. A, t a 2016 Palmas probably has another 10 years to go before we should even really be approaching Bring it. Bring us some but fresh wine. No more of this old <laughs> stuff. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> This wine does need to be a little bit older before drinking, but whatever. This is this is what's available now, and uh, you know. So I tell some of my customers, please buy this and hold it for five years, and then they just laugh in my face. Um, you know, if you're not going to hold it for five years, put it down for maybe a year, and please do 
let it aerate. Uh, use a Venturi aerator or a, or a decanter. We used a we used an aerator and gave it more time in the glass. And as this glass of wine's been sitting here, I left a little bit from our first initial tasting here. And uh, as it gets more air, it's just it's becoming more complex and more beautiful. It's just gone up. It just keeps mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah. And you know what? As, as I swirl it around a little bit more and approach it, maybe those herbs are going more towards tobacco. Good That's why you buy a case. Yeah. You drink one now. You drink yeah. one in a year. Exactly. You hold them. You sell them. Drink them in two years. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Don't buy just one. Yeah. And uh, you know what, Denise? As, as, I, as I approach this wine again, I think you were right about the tobacco notes. Quite good. I, I really enjoyed it. Bob, mm-hmm. what do you think? It's absolutely fabulous. I mean, it just it it started out a little closed um, because again, it's you know we're opening the first thing I did when I tasted it. I went, this is just a, it's a crime to be opening this now. This in five or six years is just going to blow your head off. Um, but after running it through the Venturi once or twice and letting it sit in the glass for the last hour hour and a half, it has absolutely just blossomed. It's just on the nose. It's just red berries and currants and a little bit of blackberry on it. Yeah, I got more black fruit towards the beginning, but and they've really gone more towards red there. And it's got sort of an earthiness to it, to the nose and on the palate. Mm. It's got a great The nose. longer this has sat out, the more it has just yep. opened up. I mean, it's just beautiful cooked red and blackberries. The tannins in it are still huge, but they're very smooth and velvety. So when you drink it, I mean, can you drink this now? Absolutely, you can drink this now. We are, and enjoying it. But as that tannin goes down the back of your palate, you go, oh, gosh, in in a few more years, this is just going to be even better. This is absolutely stunning wine, absolutely stunning wine. Um, You know, I... I just wish we had more than one bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Same back time next year. Yeah, maybe they'll be nice enough to send us one in a couple of years if they have any left. So we're going to be rating the uh, Palmas Vineyards 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. Forceps. That's classified. So we're going on to the next wine from Palmas. Let me switch glasses here. And this is the Brassus by Palmas Vineyards, Cabernet 2016. This is 82% new French oak, aged for 28 months. It's a 76.1 Cabernet Sauvignon, 20.18% Malbec, 3.72% Petit Verdot, 14, 14.9% ABV. MSRP on it is around 115. Uh, the Brasis line from Palmas is only available if you're a member of their private wine club, so you can't pick this up in stores. And got an absolutely lovely, just just beautiful dark color, but it's got a nice little glow around the edge of the rim. On the nose again, this is another one that's really opened up since we first opened it and it's got uh, their toast and are dead on damp oak staves i mean that's that's absolutely what i'm getting i'm getting a little bit of a little bit of walnut just a little bit of that wood almost sort of a forest floor sort of note and on the palate hmm Oh, delicious. Uh, just red berries, a little bit of 
uh, herbalness to it, um, sort of a combination of herbal, tobacco-y, and I get on the back of the palate sort of an, uh, like a very soft old leather. It's got a very lovely earthy quality to it. Absolutely fabulous. What do you think, Denise? I agree with everything you said. Um, I definitely. Would you go talk to the women in the other room, please? <laughs> I love uh, the nose on this. So you're right. The tasting notes are spot on with the damp yeah. oak staves. If you close your eyes and you nose this wine, you feel like you've just stepped into a barrel room, mm -hmm. and that's just a wonderful, yeah, they nailed, wonderful they nailed the notes scent. On those. Um, I thought on the palate, it was a little drier than I anticipated. Um, definitely not off-putting or too dry for mm -hmm. me. But some of those, and I'm sure Hermit could speak to this, I have probably has uh, customers that say, as long as it's not too dry, um, and they just want it a, a little more mellow. So I enjoyed this. I thought it was uh, very nice, but definitely a little drier than I anticipated. Um, earthy, tobacco-y, uh, nice finish. Well, if you I'm don't, just if you don't like that, out, uh, maybe if you don't some like that, then suggestions. Here. You don't have to worry about I, I, that. My definition of palatable might be slightly different from yours. You're a snob. Yes, what I am. What would you pair this with? This, I, I, I haven't thought about pairing it yet. I'm I just thinking, thinking about drinking. About what would I, what would I pair this with? See, you know, I think you guys are getting overwhelmed by the earthiness and and the and the uh, initial. Um, the initial uh, dryness about this wine, but as this breathes and comes up, just reapproach it because oh, it's beautiful to me. I'm I'm getting a lot more cedar and incense and oh yeah, it's blackberry and pepper. This is this is really evolving in the glass. Mm -hmm. This is like spice box and the pepper it's is definitely juicy. There. It's 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 the juiciness is underlying, and as it gets air, it's coming up more. It's not as dry as as it was when we first opened it. Right? No, no, not at all. Mm. It's definitely but you're, you're dead on. That's 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 where the tobacco is coming into my head. It's yeah. it's like it's like a humidor. It's like a I'm, tobacco uh, yeah, box. I get to, it's it's more like a, a spice box to me. But I can see we make a tobacco box. Yeah. Like you get the cedar note, yeah. like a humidor thing going. on. You get on. a little bit of vegetable mm. to it. You know, a little herbal. But the the blackberry is really coming out for me as well. I mean, this is a steak wine, frankly. But um, this is something you want something nice and fatty. Ooh, prime rib. Yeah, mm -hmm. something nice and yeah. fatty. You want big, the, you want these big. tannins to cut yeah. through all that to cleanse your palate between each bite. It just it soaks up all the fat, clears off your tongue, so every bite just tastes better. Chateaubriand, big food oh. wine. Um, it's got great body. Just wow, I want more of this. Unfortunately, we can't get it. I thought this wine was more approachable now than the Palmas. Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. This the, is really much and and, young, and ready, again, more ready, ready to, to go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we gave the last one a four, and honestly, give it five years, that's going to be a five plus. I mean, yep. it's it yes. just just the other thing you need. To it's remember, unfair to open got it that early. More months in oak. Yeah. So that that tannin is more evident right at the beginning when we first poured it. But well, we're going to rate the process four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back, and we just finished talking about three absolutely stunning wines from Palmas Vineyards. We just finished talking about the Brasas uh, by Palmas, the uh, members-only wine club wine. Gave that a lovely four sips. Four sips plus, let's be honest. Should be more, but, you know, whatever, under protest. And we're going to go on to our next wine, and we're going to have uh, Harm tell us about that one. Sure, sure, Bob. Thanks. They're not going to cut me off with a commercial mid-sentence this time? 
I might. <laughs> well, now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. There you go. Held together by water. The poetic wisdom of the Italian physicist, philosopher, and stargazer Galileo Galilei. <laughs> that is one. Sunlight held together by water. Yeah. Is, it, is and it can't be any cooler than when Snape says it. Yeah, is, that's from... Uh, that's Han Gruber. Yeah. Uh, bottle Shock. Bottle Shock. Yeah. Well, there's a good reason for Bottle Shock, and tell us about the next wine. You'll find out why. Well, I thought uh, the Bottle Shock is actually the wine from uh, the, the wines after this, but that's fine. But we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about uh, Chateau Montalini yet. We're going to talk about Clodeval. So John and Henrietta Golay founded Clodeval in 1972. They're descendants of the Bordeaux's famed wine merchant, Barton and Gessier. John had a vision of producing Cabernet Sauvignon that would rival the world's best. The French-trained winemaker Bernard Portet was selected as the head of the search for the perfect property from the, to, to produce these wines in. Uh, two years later, a parcel that would become the Stag's Leap District in the Napa Valley was chosen. Their inaugural wine, the 1972 Clodeval Cabernet Sauvignon, was part of a group that topped the French wines in the large, legendary 1976 Judgment of Paris. Like I said. Line tasting. Uh, you know, I didn't realize that Clodeval was part of the Judgment of Paris. I totally forgot about that. Uh, 19, ten, 10 years later, the Cabernet hey, took first place. Can we get a sample for this uh, French wine snob? 10 years later, that's what I remember, the Cabernet Sauvignon took first place at the Judgment of Paris rematch. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. Our first wine from them, our only wine actually today from them, is the Clodeval Estate Cabernet of Sauvignon, Napa Valley, 2015. It sees 18 months of French oak, 66% of which is new. 80% of Cabernet, uh, the, the Sapage is 80% Cabernet Sauvignon, 12% Merlot, 8% Cabernet Franc. The uh, ABV is 14.7%, and it has an MSRP about 50 bucks. And it's... Uh, this is a good representation of the 2015. 2015 was a hot uh, vintage. The harvest started early and ended early, but a series of rains in the early part of the season washed off uh, the pollen, off the flowering grapes, and this is called the shatter, so that many of the grapes on each cluster never uh, were turned into fruit. Uh, the yo low yield ended up concentrating the flavors in the grapes, so they did bring resulting more concentrated wine. So the color is a gorgeous opaque garnet with ruby nut glints. And on the nose, oh, quite nice blackberry. Uh, blackberry, a little bit of toasted oak. Mm. I really enjoy this. Um, the blackberry really comes back out on the palate. Cassis. Um, there's a hint of like creaminess, like a vanilla almost at the end. And it's, it's just got this great acidity to it. It just it coats your tongue at first, and then the, the fruit washes over it. The acidity comes on the sides of the palate. This is very balanced, and it's got a nice medium finish. I just really enjoy this wine. Mm. Um, this, is, this is approachable. The price is good. This is a wine that you'd want with food, but you could have just with some just cheese and crackers easily. Um, I don't think it's got the tannins to go with like a, a dark chocolate, frankly, for me. But no, it's, no it's, I wouldn't put it with a chocolate. No, but it's it's good food wine. It's it's good by itself. Um, I enjoyed it. Maury, what'd you think? I agree with just about everything you've said, Harm, which is a shock in and of itself. 
Yeah. He's all choked up. He is all choked up. <coughs> Denise, spit wine across the table. CPR, please. Yeah. Um, I, again, uh, I think you're spot on on the description, the finish, everything about it. I think it's a beautiful everyday wine. Uh, you can, It's a multi-purpose wine. You drink it here. You could drink it there. You can drink it anywhere. And uh, I just thought it was beautifully made. Yeah. I mean, not, the price. Does, not taking away anything from it. No. But no. It, 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 you know, it fits a lot of situations. You know, exactly. It's, yeah. it's just a, a multi-purpose uh, wine that I think you could fit into a lot of situations. It's not as, it's not this ginormous tan, uh, tan and bomb. It's, uh, it's very approachable and it's lovely. Denise? I agree with everything that the two of you have said so far. Oh, um, great. So the show's now 38 minutes long. All, all, right, we can the just dark, up. all the dark berries really shine through for me. Blueberries, blackberries, mm -hmm. dark cherries. Um, and what I also get, in addition to those lovely notes on the nose and on the palate, is a little pepper. It's a little peppery, little spicy. Very I don't nice. get the blueberries and I don't get the I pepper. Get the, I, need to I get the it. blueberries on the nose, yeah, but on, on the, the palate, nose, yeah. I got the darker berries. Ah, yeah, that's, you're, I think you're right. As I let it, yeah. let it sit in the glass longer and come back to it. Remember, women have larger bulbs. Don't argue right. with them. And I, I do love a, something a little spicy, a little peppery like that. So Then explain Maury to me, please. Oh, listen, <laughs> I'm at a loss right there. Peppery. Certainly not larger bulbs. Beguiles are early on. Certainly not larger <laughs> bulbs. Yeah, it's. Uh, Is there any more of this? Can I have some more of this? Yes, yeah, there's more. If you wouldn't Absolutely. spit it all I need, out, I need to refresh my glass. glass here. Thank you, sir. Get the aerator. No, this it. is. This is an absolutely lovely example from Claude Duval. Mm -hmm. I mean, they make they they make good wine. They always have. Um, but this estate one is really, really, really nice. Definitely the berries on the nose. Almost get a almost like a barbecuey note on the very tip of the nose. Um, just when you first, you know, I mean, clear your clear yourself out. Just at the very tip. It's, it's like this umami thing going yeah. on too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just it, I, I get I get I get a lot of, on the palate. I get a lot of the berries. Mm. I get the blueberry. I get the cassis. I get uh, it's cassis, but you know whatever. I get uh, the currants. Cassis, like cassis clay. Yeah, I mean it's just it's, lay, it's, I lay. it's just you yeah, lay, lay, I lay. Lay. <laughs> yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah. No, it's absolutely lovely wine. And absolutely. pouring myself that fresh glass, that that uh, a little bit more in the glass, it's really good. The the pepper actually is coming out more. Fantastic. Good. Well, good we're going to be rating the uh, Clodagh Valle Estate four sips. This is a solid, solid wine. Another one. I, I I really thought that it was a three sipper when I first poured yeah. it, and it really evolved They've beautifully in the glass. Once it sat here for an hour, open this 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 thing made that's, a huge. That's the hard thing. Effect. I really it's really yeah. explain this to my customers all the time. It's like really most of the wines that we sell, there's not grocery store stuff. You can't just pour and drink because in an hour, you know those those wines turn. You to got Boone's Farm there. I bought it. The good ones you buy the. You buy a wine like this that's built to age, you need to let it breathe in your glass. Americans for a while. are not patient. No. The yeah. average wine in this country is consumed within 20 minutes of buying it. 
Oh yeah, you're right. And <laughs> it feels like twenty minutes and usually under a bridge. It. But yeah, yeah. But a lot of the wine you buy in the grocery store is like in twenty minutes it turns to vinegar. It tastes great right out of the bottle. It's done, and but it's with enough exposure to air, it's done. Right. But these wines really evolve. Well, let's go on to our next one and have Maury tell us about that. Okay, thank you, Bob. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Chateau Montalena Winery, which was constructed in 1888 and intended as a barrel aging facility. The Chateau was unique in materials, plan, size, and style for its era. In 19th century Napa Valley, the majority of wineries were constructed of wood. Instead, the Chateau is made of stone with walls three to 12 feet thick, which provides natural insulation against outside heat or cold. Similarly, the structure was built into a hillside to further regulate temperature, something necessary for producing quality wines, but uncommon at the time. Originally, the interior was one large space with a second-story crushing floor, but in 1960, a second-floor apartment was inserted into the chateau so it could be used as a home. The property was purchased by the Barrett family in 1972. It was their 1973 Chardonnay that was the winner at the famous Judgment of Paris in 1976. And also in Bottle Shock. Yeah. Correct. With Captain Kirk. Sorry, Chris Pine. Matt Grafton became the winemaker in 2014 after having been with the winery since 2008. In addition to spearheading the largest vineyard replant and redesign in the winery's history, Matt leads Chateau Montalina's sustainability program and was instrumental in helping the winery become certified as a Bay Area green business and Napa Green Winery. He also assisted in completing the installation of the 220-kilowatt solar array at the winery in an effort to become more efficient and sustain energy needs. Our first wine from Montalena will be the Chateau Montalena Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon 2016. It is 99% Cabernet Sauvignon, 1% Cabernet Franc, aged 22 months, months in 100% French oak, 40% of which is new. It is 14.1% ABV and retails for $65 a bottle. This is a beautiful wine. It's got a beautiful deep dark garnet color. It's got a floral, opulent nose with lots of Bing cherry and raspberry. There are also hints of hazelnut, even a little bit of black pepper, cedar, and just a touch of Earl Grey. On the palate, it's dense. The tannins are velvety. It's got some bright acidity. It's definitely got blackberries and plum, strawberry jam, fresh fig. Uh, this is really a... A really complex and interesting wine. On the finish, I get baking spices, a little bit of coffee bean, hint of blueberry, cinnamon, and perhaps even a wisp of caramel. Uh, a really stunning wine. Harmeet? I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of something. Go ahead, Denise. Oh, okay. He's in the middle of pouring yet another uh, glass. Well, you know, I, I did drink my initial sample, and I didn't uh, save any further reevaluation. I'll tell you uh, a fun note on this nose for me is when you, at least when I give it a nice big swirl and stick my nose in it, I think, what is that soft, powdery, interesting nose? My, my mind went somewhere completely different. <laughs> and then it, it finishes, of course, with the really dark um, being cherries or red cherries. Oh. I actually um, get... I think more cocoa on the palate than I do on the nose. Um, but definitely also uh, with a little sweeter, like strawberry jam, as Maury mentioned. I like this wine. It's really evolved. It's getting more interesting it along is. the way. By the minute, sure. Mm -hmm. 
but they all are. What do you think, Bob? You're just over there drinking I, I, and thinking. I totally get what you're thinking about the sort of that soft, sort of silky, yeah. powdery. And you and I tend to get the floral the notes on a lot of things. And I can't. I just can't place it. Right. I just Is can't that place a it. Powder, I mean, I, a floral. A I mean, I get a little hazelnut. I definitely get the cherries. But I've, there's something there that I can't put a word to. Right, it's I'm at a loss. You guys it's are nice. throwing me off with the hazelnut. I'm not getting the hazelnut today. Mm. Mm, I think but it's the there. palate is lovely. I mean, just it's very silky, very smooth. I mean, there's there's some good tannin and body to it, but it's it's not you know upfront and omnipresent. It's, it's much more approachable tannin at a young age. Um, blackberries. It's a softer tannin. A little tannin. bit of strawberry in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. lovely. It's Arm. definitely got an old world style to it. Yeah. Yep. But not not that stinky barnyard you get from some of the French wines. Right. Arm, what oh, you got? Definitely not. Oh yeah, that stinky barnyard thing that they used to call a uh, a, a, a winery style was actually just um, was just was just what do you call it um, a flaw? Yeah, it's Bretomyces, but this is clean. This is New World wine, and I enjoy it quite a bit. I'm not getting those hazelnut notes that you guys are talking about, but but uh, more Denise was talking about the red cherry, definitely there. Yeah, definitely there. All right, well, we're going to rate the. Uh Chateau Montalena Cabernet Napa Valley 16, four sips. Super approachable, young. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have Denise tell us about our last one. Great. This is the uh, Chateau Montalena Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon 2017, 79% Cabernet Sauvignon, 21% Merlot, 16 months in French and Eastern European oak, 30% new, comes in 13.6 ABV. Uh, fires and early harvest allowed them to pick most of the grapes before the fires, but they lost about $1.5 million in fruit left on the vines. Yeah, Matt was kind Saddened. enough to call Saddened. me and we talked for, I don't know, probably half an hour to an hour on the phone. Just the nicest guy, their winemaker, absolutely just the most laid back, nicest guy in the world. And I asked him about the fires and he said, we had, I think he said 80 to 90% of our grapes already picked when the fires came. Oh, nice. And okay, as soon good. as they came, he said, Bo said, leave it, just leave it, don't care. And he said they lost a million and a half dollars worth of fruit. Okay. And some guy showed up and asked if he could have it. And he was going to make smoked raisins with him. And, and he never heard back from him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah, weird. Well, this is a lovely wine. It also has a nice, deep uh, garnet color to it. On the nose, I, I got a lot of baking cocoa. So it's like you open that baking cocoa can and there it is. Uh, I also got the baking spices and it's a little peppery. Um, It's very soft on the palate. I get chocolate covered espresso beans, some dark cherries and tobacco and dark dried fruits. Delicious. I love this wine. Arm, what'd you think? I agree with her. This is it. This this wine is a completely a different wine. I know Chateau Montalena doesn't make the same wine year to no, year. No, that's the thing, yeah. This wine is not anything like the previous year's wine. And uh, she's right. This is all about beautiful dried fruit and cocoa. Maury? Yeah, no, I agree, Harmita. I, you know, the, the cepage is different. The oak is different. The amount of time in oak is different. And it's completely different. Beautiful, even more approachable than the previous wine. I think it needs a little less air, a little less bottle time. It's ready to go right now. Beautiful food wine, beautiful anytime wine. Really can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Well made, uh, you know, well done. And what else can you say? Four sips. Definitely four sips. 
That's classified. Thank you, Matt, for sending us uh, the 16 as well. So uh, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If we you're did. listening to us I really online. enjoy having those two vintages side by side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he, after I talked to Matt, he was kind enough to send us a second when he was adamant he wanted us to try them side by side. Do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button wherever you're listening on this. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry to play podcast Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Hey, take take the time to rate this episode. Do us a favor. It helps us know, you know how we're doing, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Denise. Oh, thank you. This was wonderful. Yeah, it doesn't stink, does it? No, it doesn't. a good job. (laughs) Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another great day in the basement. I enjoyed our virtual trip to Napa Valley under quarantine. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Harm. Whatever, man. (laughs) I'm here drinking wine. And thank you to the lovely folks at Palmas and at all. And thank you, Matt, for sending uh, the two bottles from Montalena. So. The smell of the vineyard. Like inhaling birth. I'm sorry. Anything the man says, I could listen to him read the phone book. I miss him so much. Do they still make phone books? Well, this is Made Man Bob, and we thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad wine, and thank God life is long today because there's not a bad one in this mix. Not at all. Not today. Not at all. Left to fight over the rest. I still just, uh, between the 16 and 17, it's just such a difference. I mean, it's such a difference. That's always fun to taste them side by side. Oh, absolutely. Hey, if you've got 15, we'll take that too. <laughs> this has been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.